the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food featuring a mom of 10, Alicia Doherty. She's wowing people on TikTok for the efficient way she makes breakfast and lunch for her four biological and six adopted kids. You can imagine it's like a factory. When she goes to the grocery store every week, she needs four shopping carts, and then she takes several small trips in the middle of the week. She keeps a whiteboard with the menu plan uh, to avoid getting asked 10 times, Mom, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? (laughs) Yep. Uh, She said, by planning ahead, you avoid takeout and fast food, and if you keep it simple, it ends up saving a ton of money. But like her TikTok videos are fascinating. I mean, it's just... It's like she lays out 20 slices of bread and <laughs> and jelly, 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 jelly on one side, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter on the other. She starts making the sandwiches, the lunches at 5 a.m. every day. You should uh, find out her email address and share that tip you gave of the King's Hawaiian bread. Yeah, where Remember? you slice open the whole entire pack of Flat 12 loaf, rolls. Right, yeah. And then when you're done making the giant sandwiches, you just cut it into 12 yeah. small ones. I, I, she probably is the one that posted that. Probably. <laughs> right. Be like, thanks. I made the, I invented this. Right. Hey, do you love animals coming up? Guess what? Your dog knows when you're lying to them. <laughs> Aren't you so amazed at how smart dogs are? Well, guess what? Your dog knows when you're lying to them. What? After I all, I don't believe it. No, they're born with the genetic ability to nope. understand humans when they're as young as two months old. So what's even more fascinating is what dogs do when they know you're lying. Yeah. They ignore you. <laughs> dogs watch you so closely and they pick up on your, all your social signals. So it makes sense that they would figure out when you're not sincere. Okay. So lying or being insincere, it's, it's basically being deceitful, right? Mm-hmm. When you're lying. Okay. Yeah. Here's how, how I can prove to you in one scenario how that all of that what you just said about dogs is wrong. Every time you've taken a tennis ball and you pretend to throw it and they chase after it, they should know because you're lying. You're, ba- you're being deceitful. You're lying to them. Maybe your dogs just aren't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've had. You need to have a terrier. They catch well, on and they like. You're like. They're like. I know you're not going to throw it. So <laughs> we've had a variety of dogs. I've had our dog Rusty, the Rottweiler mix. Proudly, possibly the dumbest dog that has ever lived. He was just not very bright. But then Marco and our dog Riley, easily the smartest two dogs. Well, in don't the world. lie to them because they're going to know. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you. I think I, I don't think it's that they they don't perceive you're lying. They're just so hopeful <laughs> that they're willing to believe. He's going to throw it this time. He's going to throw it. You may feel like there's a, a new one at least four times a year. The the weird internet controversy that means nothing in the grand scheme of life. <laughs> there was the dress. What color is this dress? Oh, yeah. There, there was the sound effects. Is this person saying Laurel or Yanni? <laughs> um, there is a new controversy to talk about today. Okay. So I'll tell you what it is. It involves some flip flops. All right. <laughs> it's coming up in just a minute.
So uh, Taylor has posted the controversial meme on the Kevin and Taylor show socials. And you said that it's the controversy is what color are these flip flops? Right? Yeah, I told you it was flip flops. I didn't tell you yet it was color. Okay, but so- yeah, so my sister texts me last night and mm-hmm. she's like, here we go again. What color are these flip flops? And she sent me the picture. And I was immediately like, is this a joke? Because these are clearly golden white flip flops. And so I text her back. I'm like, oh, I. She said, I see light brown and white. And I said, oh, colors like the dress. And she says, yes, ask Glenn what he sees. And I said, I see gold and white. Our mom sees gray and blue, which she is an artist. And then I asked Glenn, he's like, what, what do you mean? It's very clearly it's Williamsburg, Williamsburg blue and olive. <laughs> he was like, he didn't even understand like me. I was like, what do you mean? It's gold and white. Flip-flops. What well, color do you see, Kev? First of all, they're not flip-flops. Those are sandals. <laughs> sandals? Yes. Yeah, so no, those are, are totally those flip-flops. Are, those, are not, those are not flip-flops. They're sandals. That's what I thought the controversy was. <laughs> they're very clearly flip-flops. Sandals like usually go around your ankle as those well. Those are sandals. So that's the controversy <laughs> I thought it was. What but color do you see? Color is I. I got a Glenn said like blue and like a Williamsburg blue and olive is what Glenn. Remind sees. me that specific, but blue and like a grayish brown. That's what I saw. Get out! It's just like the dress. The dress I always saw gold and white, and then all of a sudden one day I saw the the blue colors. Let me bring this picture back up again. Of the flip-flops? Yeah, see if your brain is seeing the same colors today as it saw last night. Yeah, and they're still sandals. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. (laughs) So go to to the Kevin and Taylor socials, or maybe you've seen it come up because it's going viral. And, and, And what colors are you seeing? What style of shoe? Do you agree with me? Those aren't flip flops. <laughs> Those are clearly stuff. Where where are you coming down on this? If you've given it a look, give us a call. So this is fun. We've got uh, posted on our Kevin and Taylor socials these uh, sandals. Taylor thinks they're flip flops. <laughs> Kevin's trying to make another but controversy. The controversy out of it. is over what color do you see? And uh, you and I do not see the same color. No, I see gold and white flip-flops. I saw like a blue and a brownish, grayish color. What do you see, Griff? I, it's not quite a gold. It's more like a copperish brown and a white. Wow. This is crazy. But maybe it's gold. I mean, I might be too seeing particular. so many different <laughs> colors. Why does this happen to our brains? Well, I, I, I'll just to fess up with you guys, I did read, a, uh, there's already a, a key to that. You yeah, know, it says like what type of thinker you are. Are you serious? On what colors you see, and that, what color did Glenn see? Like a blue. He saw, and sees Williams right. Williamsburg blue and olive. He and I both saw the same thing. Your mom, who's an artist, saw it, and they're saying that if you see the blue and the brownish tones, <laughs> I can tell uh, you're so going to make this up by your face. You try to dupe your friends into thinking you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Should, we should come up with we one should. that says like how awesome you are. But they both should be awesome. Like if you see gold and white, you're this type of person. That means you're giving, kind, and thoughtful. If you see blues, blues and, and olives. and browns, you're, you're just more awesome than everyone else. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it to yourself, right? <laughs> if you want to see what color these flip-flops are, what your brain sees, you can just go to the Kevin and Taylor social media accounts. Are you thinking about selling your house anytime soon? 
This is pretty fascinating. Home buyers are willing to spend more when they see certain paint colors. Hmm. Everything else in the house is no the kidding. same. Same landscaping, same structure. Talking exterior or interior? Interior, but okay. both, actually. Uh, this is according to a new Zillow survey that shows okay. you can get up to $5,000 more for your home. What color is going to bring me more green? If you just have the walls <laughs> painted correctly. Light blue is the most popular color for a bathroom. White walls in the kitchen, gray for the living room, and dark blue for the bedroom. Really? $5,000 more. Because every time, like when we sold our house six years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. it was like, got got to go neutral. Got to yeah. neutral, neutral colors so people That's can envision their own. But yeah. according to that, paint mm-hmm. it blue? Huh. Yeah, I remember one I time my, my wife, she wanted to paint uh, the hallway bathroom this like light green. And it wound up looking like what you would think a laboratory in the, in the 50s would look like or something. It was Ooh. like this greenish. Yeah, it didn't last. We didn't keep that long. Yeah. That, that was swapped quick. Coming up, would you want a piece of wedding cake that's 40 years old? <laughs> hey, would you want a piece of wedding cake that's 40 years old? You know, I rethought that. I said, ooh, at first. But if mm-hmm. it was a Twinkie, I mean, why not? <laughs> it's the shelf they life. They last is, forever. Yeah. Well, a slice of Princess Diana's and Prince Charles' wedding cake is up for sale. And uh, this is 40 years after they said, I do. It's one slice from one in 23 official wedding cakes that day. <laughs> it features a marzipan base and a sugar onlay coat of arms colored in gold, red, blue, silver. And they think it could sell for up to $700 what? for one piece of wedding cake. This no lady way. who got it, a friend of the Queen Movo's, she kept it in a tin. <laughs> I don't know if it was in the freezer or not, though. I hope it was. I wonder is that a party foul to sell that. Yeah. I mean, is the royal Apparently family not. going, oh, no. Oh, oh how no. dare it just, you. It isn't done. <laughs> <laughs> isn't proper and how do we know how what what verification process do they go through to make sure it's a mm. legit piece of cake is there carbon dating i don't know is i'll it, taste it <laughs> <laughs> is it moldy <laughs> no no it looks great she must have kept it in the freezer you know how couples do that at their first they keep the top Not of the for cake 40 years <laughs> so the good news is my house didn't burn down the bad news what? is yeah my wife sent me a, a a picture yesterday while I was still here at the radio station of an electrical socket with burn marks all around Uh-oh. it. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened next. So I'll admit it's a little disturbing when you get a, a, a text from your wife and it's got a photo attached to it of a socket, an electrical socket that's clearly in your bathroom and there's burn marks all around it. Uh-oh. I was and my my initial response was not the best. I'm not proud of my initial response because I obviously I knew everything was fine. I knew she wasn't hurt. If she was, she would have called and said something. And I, my response was trying not to laugh. What happened? Ha ha ha! <laughs> oh, why is that she, so bad? She was like, I didn't know almost burning down the house was funny. <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh-oh. So I quickly apologized and got on with what happened. Here's what happens. <laughs> Our, I, we have our ironing board in our bathroom. I don't know if a lot of, do y'all, a lot of you guys do that. Where it's Laundry our, room. It's in our bathroom. And probably because that's where we get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, plug in the iron to this outlet right over my sink. Well, for about the last week or two, the iron's been acting a little squirrely. And I was like, we should probably get a new one. 
because it just doesn't come on right. Well, she plugged it in to use yesterday, and like two seconds after she plugged it in, she heard pop and poof, <gasps> flame shot out. Flames? Flame shot out. Oh, so, my. Yeah. So, in electrical fire, you don't throw water on it. She <laughs> blew it out and then grabbed the cord and yanked it out of the, the socket. I hope she didn't burn her hand. Well, she pulls it out of the socket, and one of the prongs from the... The plug is stuck in the <gasps> socket. Uh oh, that and there can't are these be good. Burn marks everywhere, and she's like, "This is I'm no electrician, but this doesn't look good." No. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "Well, you know, my friend Joey works at an electric uh, electric company. How about we call him and I'll get his expert opinion?" So I called him, and he was like, "He's back and forth. He's like, man, I don't. I sent him a, a picture of it. He's like, I don't like the way that looks." You got to fix it. And I, I said, well, this is beyond my skill set. He's like, I can walk you through it. And he goes, then again, on second thought, I always, we always tell our customers, do not attempt that on your own. He goes, it'll probably take you about two hours. I can swing by and do it in like five minutes. Now, this is a big deal because my buddy, Joey, he's one of my best friends. He lives easily an hour, depending on traffic, hour and a half away. And he's like, I'll text you when I can, when I can come by. And I'm thinking like within the, the next week. And he texts back and he's like, how about I come by after lunchtime? I was like, great. So he came by and um, after I sent him a text thanking him for fixing it, he said, he sounds like a doctor. Yes, your iron had a catastrophic failure. Heating element went nuclear. Total dead short to melt a copper plug like that. Just wow. Glad I came by. I can sleep better now knowing you guys are okay. Whoa. So cool that you have a friend who's an electrician. Uh, Kevin just showed me the picture of the socket that was burned from the iron that blew up that just went poof, nuclear. Like a ball um, of flames. Are you going to have to? Is that going to scrub off? Are you going to have to get out some paint? Well, funny you should ask that because it, it's. I mean, there, yeah, there are burn marks around there that I personally think we could scrub off and touch up. But Tracy is seeing this as an opportunity to go. You know, we've we've needed to probably redo this bathroom oh no the whole bathroom from one like, socket hang on this is part of an elaborate scheme <laughs> dip the prong of the iron in water before you plugged it in and go there we go a new bathroom is mine that's funny oh my goodness i'm saying it can Good scrub off that. in a little little touch-up paint. magic eraser is my friend and at the end of the day it's the socket is on my sink. We have a dual sink thing. It's my sink, and I'm I can live with it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I don't have to redo the bathroom, That's the right. burn mark is fine. That's right. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. This is the story of a pastor who went above and beyond to show love to one of his church members. Jeremy is only thirty six and discovered his kidneys were failing. He woke up blind one morning. Can you imagine how scary that is? Hmm. And it turns out it's from his diabetes. You see, Jeremy has autism, and his parents saw this coming because when he was a baby, he had to have most of his pancreas removed. So he, as a kid, you know, this young adult with autism, gets on the phone and calls his parents and says, I'm blind. I can't see a thing. Hmm. And then he starts a long road of dialysis every single day mm. and they're praying and hoping for a kidney donor and along comes pastor jack he felt god calling him to help me and with god anything's possible 
Isn't that so sweet? That's wow. Jeremy who has autism, and that's how he's talking about his pastor, Jack. Uh, and Jack, he got tested, and he said, this is one way I can show the love of Christ to my congregation and wow. someone who is in need. I've got to do this, and his wife was all on board. So were the kids. That's great. That's that awesome. a great story. So it's more than just gold, silver, and bronze medals at the Olympics. No, love is in the air in Tokyo. Wait till you hear mm. this story. You're gonna, you're just gonna go, oh. It's coming up next. So could you imagine being an Olympic athlete? You, you give your life to like training for this sport. You feel like it's a God-given gift, you know, and you give it your all, and you get there, and you don't, you don't win. Oh. You don't get them out. You're knocked out in the first round, right? Agony. That's what happened to uh, Maria, an Argentine fencer. She got knocked out early, and she was really bummed. And after her event, she's speaking to reporters and just you know trying to make the best out of a bad. You know, I gave it my all. Blah blah blah. Well, then her coach Maurice is standing behind the reporters, and he's holding up a sign, and the sign says, "Will you marry me?" And she starts crying and she says, yes, yes, yes. And she runs up and hugs him and the reporters get this great moment of this proposal and stuff. And they they asked Maurice, they said, why now? Why did you ask her now? And he said, well, I figured this was, she was pretty low, really low point in her life. I thought, why not turn it around and make it one of the best moments of her life? So she said yes. And they said, well, if she had won the medal, would you have waited? He goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been stealing her thunder. Okay, am I, is it okay that I'm weirded out that, the coach and the the athlete fell in love. Like, is there a decent age difference? <laughs> like, I would imagine. Is it this kind I of a weird know. relation? I'm a little freaked out. She said, "We're very happy. We're good, good partners. Of course, we fight, but we enjoy each other's time. <laughs> we love each other so much. We want to spend our lives together. We're going to celebrate in Buenos Aires with a big barbecue." Maurice and Maria. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I don't know. Look them up. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll just. I'm gonna. I, why you know, are you ruining the, my story? <laughs> Sorry, I just—it's just a little odd. It's kind of like that whole thing about like falling in love with your professor or something. Like this is her coach. That's all. Well, she is armed. <laughs> if there's any problem, <laughs> I'm very happy for them. I'm sure they're a lovely couple, and I'm yeah, sure I can tell. You like, there's you... an appropriate like situation going on. Hopefully, Maria's mom and dad are okay with this. <laughs> They ran off to Tokyo to get married. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Have you ever noticed that when it comes to making someone feel loved, it's like the little teeny tiny things, the simplest things, hmm. not the grand gestures that work the best? Let's talk about that next. How long is it going to take us to learn that the little things are the big things? <laughs> it just seems like we need constant reminders. And um, the story I'd like to tell you, it all, it's all about being a good friend. Okay. You know, we, we have our little quiet time. We read our Bible in the morning and we're like, Lord, please use me to love and serve you. And then we rush around throughout our days and we might miss lots of opportunities to do that. And uh, the other day I ran into a friend kind of unexpectedly. I was at this um, this music festival and it was hot and it was sweaty and there were bugs biting. There were biting flies there. Ugh. And my friend had been there for days working the event, just sweating. And there's all Being these things alive. that happened. <laughs> like, oh, it was crazy. One of the artists um, there, there, you know how they have like the friends and family list? Okay. Uh, apparently at these. The guest fa- list. Yeah, the right. guest list. And like one of the big artists, someone you guys would know, um, his friend didn't make it on the list. 
So she, my friend, my friend is making all these phone calls, trying to make sure this friend gets in there. And while they do, a bus hit his car, oh, man. like one of the parking shuttles. Like, <laughs> and they started day. trying to blame her. So it was like it was. She was having a rough time. <laughs> And all I did was stand out in the field with the biting flies and the heat and hear her story. And I gave her a big hug and, you know, we just, you know, no big deal. I didn't think anything of it. And later she texted me. She said, I am so glad I ran into you. Thank you for boosting my morale. Mm. And all I did was listen. Isn't that funny? Like, we don't realize how far listening goes. Mm -hmm. We think we got to fix it. We think we got to do something elaborate. But if you just are the person in their life that is listening and empathetic it might be all that person needs yeah it's so true <laughs> over and over in, right? yeah exactly huh. so uh, think about that today as you go throughout your day because we can get so busy and miss the little things that are actually the big things so you're talking about the you know it's the little stuff that is the big stuff you know, your, your friend was having a really rough time you just were there to to listen well, that's a lesson I learned with um, with my mom who passed away. It's, we're coming up on a year. I cannot believe she's been gone a year. Oh, it was in August last year uh, that she passed away. And one of the things that she loved doing was hanging out with her friends. She was possibly the most social person I have ever known. And then when COVID hit and isolation and everything happened, um, it really hit her hard. Yeah. And just being on the phone and listening to her talk and repeating herself and telling the same old stories over and over and over again. I learned through that, that that's what she needed. She needed just somebody to listen to her talk. Mm, and it's powerful. I would, I would call her specifically on my way home from work. If I knew the commute was going to be long. Um, and I would just let her talk <laughs> and go and go that's and go awesome. and go and so much so that, um, I will like with with my dad. I appreciate the talking to my dad too, and I'll sit in the driveway and keep the conversation going with him because he's not done talking yet. Mm, um, that's great. Yeah, and particularly as your parents get older, I think you realize that to yeah. them, just chatting with you is a big deal. And as my kids are getting older and they're you know like in their twenties, same thing with me. It's like. Well, bye. <laughs> okay. See ya. Oh, you know, so I wanted to talk to me like yeah. my parents want, <laughs> wanted to talk to me. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Our kids tease us, tease us relentlessly, my wife and I, because we're like the last people in the world to jump on any technology bus. I don't know why we're like that. We just don't. Um, and we finally, finally upgraded our TV. We had the, what do you call them? Is it a flat screen or whatever? We had that, but it was ridiculously small mm. for our living room. It was like really, really tiny. And we, my wife went through Costco or one of those big box stores the other day and saw one and was like crazy sale price. You so mentioned she, this on the radio to us I? that okay. you were like, ooh, the TVs yeah, yeah, yeah. right when I walked in. And I was like, really? You were so, lured by that? So you ended up buying one? We wound up getting one. Yeah. And a sound bar to go with it. So ooh. we have like upgraded our living room tremendously. My son walked in. He didn't know we were buying it. He saw it. He was like, Whoa! <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> when did you decide to get that who are you and what did you do with my parents <laughs> so did so, it fit on the furniture just barely uh-huh. just barely i mean that's compared compared yeah. to the and i gotta move some pictures now that are <laughs> hidden behind, behind this, this yeah. monstrosity i think our old one was like 27 inches and this one's 50 inches so it's and I know for those of you that have one that's like 800 feet wide, you're like, 50 inches. Why'd you get one so small? But for us, it's big. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, um, I, I loaded up onto the, and we had to get the big cart at 
the store, not like the shopping cart, but the big flatbed thing to fit it on. So we put that on and put the sound bar on and we're going through the checkout. And the lady says, so how are you doing today, sweetie? I said, look at what I'm buying. I'm having a great day. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, oh, yeah, you got the 50 inch. You are going to have it. She goes, football season's coming up, too. <laughs> so Ravens she was like, games for she you guys. was fully on board with was me. Was it so it. fun to watch it that big? Yeah, yeah. After I eventually, after I eventually figured out how to hook the darn thing up, <laughs> which was not fun. You should have waited till your son Kyle was home for that part. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I, I was pretty proud of myself. I got it pretty much squared away, except for the sound bar. Mm. I, I've got that running through like a, a headphone. Jack. I'm using the headphone jack right now. It should operate with Bluetooth, but I could not get that uh. to work. So I'm, I'm pretty proud. I got it that far along. I'm but impressed. I'm going to need his expertise to get that fully functional but yeah maybe your kids will actually get off youtube and come watch something with you <laughs> maybe maybe I, I i doubt it yeah i doubt it they're so used to watching stuff on their phones a parent can dream but we've upgraded yay us coming up in just a minute uh how important is it for you and your other half to be on the same page financially how important is it for you and your other half to be on the same page when it comes to your finances? Well, according to brand new research, couples who agree on savings and investments, especially how much risk you can handle, are more likely to have their marriage last hmm. compared to couples who don't see eye to eye. What's interesting, how much risk you can handle in all aspects of life is in flux. A research shows couples become more and more alike the longer they're married. Oh, yeah. So, in every way possible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are still in the dating world, it's really wise to have those tough conversations about debt and money before you get married mm. because it could uh, save your marriage later. Yeah, no kidding. Are you trying to teach your kids to be more thoughtful and considerate? Coming up, the magic of teaching them these simple five words. Are you trying to teach your kids to be more thoughtful and considerate? Teach them these five simple words and it will transform your lives. They okay. are, how can I help you? Oh, I thought you were going to say, thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> well, this is close. I mean, this is this is a big deal for moms yeah, no who kidding. are used to doing everything for their kids. Mm. But when you teach them to ask, how can I help? Not only does it make them caring, kind people, but they learn that it's not always easy to be an adult, and mm -hmm. there's a lot on mom's shoulders. Yep. Imagine how far that will take your kids in life when they say to their teacher, friends, college roommate, or a future spouse, the magic it will create in their lives when they simply say, how can I help you, or can I help? Mm-hmm. It's magic. And if, well, it's you got to follow a parenting it up too idea. with when they ask that and you go, oh, here you can empty the dishwasher. The appropriate response is, okay, not, well, I'm really busy. <laughs> right. You got to follow through. <laughs> or, or I, uh, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> I was There's just being nice. <laughs> good point. Spoken like a true dad. There is a step two to this teaching process. Oh my gosh. My daughters with emptying the dishwasher. Okay, I got to go to the bathroom first. Okay, that kid's gone. Let me go get my headphones. That kid's gone. We're down to one. <laughs> Do you like things that make you go, wow, the more you know, like, you know, things about space exploration or things they've discovered or how things are made? I love that kind of stuff. Hmm. And this is one that I never saw coming. Uh, marine researchers, they were, uh, they had this robotic, like a kind of like a submarine 
and they were 200 miles off the coast of New York City. And they found and that the sea turtles are actually using the straws. <laughs> no. Wouldn't have saw that coming either. But they discovered, sitting right next to each other on the bottom of the ocean floor, yeah. a real-life SpongeBob SquarePants and Patrick. What? Yes, like right it, there, it side like by them? side. No way. <laughs> so it's this giant yellow sponge. It's perfect color. It was like SpongeBob. It's like that hands. fluorescent that yellow, bright, bright yellow, just like SpongeBob, and a bright pink starfish, just like Patrick. No way. Side by side, and they took a picture of what? it. And the thing that's funny about it, don't tell the children this. But that particular species of starfish is a carnivore. And it eats sponges. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually getting ready to have a a nice big snack, probably. Even though the sponge is like three times, four times its size, um, it's a carnivore starfish. So So there they were. There they were, right there on the bottom of the sea. And there's a picture. I'll have to share it to the Kevin and Taylor socials. I can't wait to see it. Real life. Well, he was alive until <laughs> Patrick yeah. ate him. SpongeBob and Patrick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.